What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Sound Money Podcast. I am your host, Steve McGarry, where we discuss everything about new businesses leveraging awesome new technology. And in this episode, I sit down with Alex Song, the CEO of Dojo Mojo. And in a nutshell, Dojo Mojo is a network play where people can go onto a marketplace and collaborate together, the marketing departments primarily, and they can do campaigns around email. So, for example, if you are in a business that is in my niche, like the fashion niche, let's say, we both decide to collaborate on a sweepstakes campaign where we give away a trip to the Caribbean. And both of us send out a equal size newsletter to our community that says, hey, this is our giveaway. You could win a trip to the Caribbean. And everyone from both communities that's interested in winning that trip signs up through a landing page that Dojo Mojo provides, and we split those emails. We both get the database that's been created from all the people that are interested. We work together to pay for that trip. We pick a winner, and the, the cycle continues. So it's a fantastic way to acquire thousands, if not millions, of emails. And when I sat down with Alex to learn more about the founding story around Dojo Mojo, it was actually really, 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 really a, a unique story because I've encountered people in the past that have spun up startups outside of doing a feature in their current business where they said, hey, we built this because we needed it. And this was very similar to that. They were running a business called Innovation Department and they had multiple businesses, multiple founders within that, com that company and they were doing a lot of different ventures and they were working on Dojo Mojo to accommodate all of these different founders and all of these different projects. And then they found that everyone was using it regularly. They were communicating and collaborating. And it was that kind of aha moment that a lot of people, I'm sure listening to this, have had. I've had many people that I respect always say that that aha moment is the key piece to finding the future product market fit of your business. And I completely agree with this concept of uh, eating your own dog food, which is a very old saying, but it is creating something that you use and then building that out and, and using it for yourself. <laughs> so this was something that happened to me in 2013, where we built a product for Twitter, for example, that we were using in-house and people were coming around to us in the accelerator program that I was in outside of Boston. And people were saying, hey... What are you guys using on Twitter? This is crazy. You're everywhere. And we said, oh, well, you know, we're doing this thing called eating our own dog food where we're using a product that we built to, you know, grow and it's kind of growing ourselves. And it shifted into that business entirely where people said, we'll pay you to do it for us. And we were using that, our own product to grow our own business. Uh, so it was like this really great cycle. And I found very similar story with. Alex. And when I sat down with him and we discussed his story, his background, where Dojo Mojo is, where it's going, that they're launching SMS, which is very exciting. And I have an extensive experience using Dojo Mojo. So from a user perspective, it was a lot of, a lot of fun hearing uh, the CEO's thoughts. So I want to dive into the interview so you guys can hear it directly from Alex. So without further ado, let's jump into the interview. Right. 
I'm here with Alex Song, the CEO and co-founder of Dojo Mojo. How's it going, Alex? It's going really well. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So just to give a quick background, uh, could you tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what brought you to create Dojo Mojo? Sure thing. So I'm originally from Southern California, born and raised, uh, moved out here uh, to New York right after I finished uh, undergrad over at Berkeley in Northern California. Came out here in 2004 to pursue a career in Wall Street, worked at Goldman Sachs uh, as an investment banking analyst. Uh, the whole hundred hours a week sleeping under your desk, um, I did all that. And I ended up being very fortunate to receive an internal promotion to join a group called the Principal Investment Area, which is Goldman's large cap LBO group. I uh, was there for another three and a half years doing all sorts of exciting investments, uh, both through the good times of 2006, 2007, and also through the very difficult times of 2008, 2009. Um, I learned a ton just seeing that part of the cycle and became a pretty decent investor. Uh, was recruited to join a fund called Pershing Square, uh, working for an investor named Bill Ackman, who's a pretty well-known activist investor. Um, spent a lot of time managing and researching uh, different investment opportunities for him. And then in 2013, um, kind of took a look around and decided, you know, I really wanted to do something in the more early stage, um, do something that was more entrepreneurial, but something that also balanced my own investment ability and skill set. Um, so I founded a company called Innovation Department, which is a platform that both does early stage investing as well as uh, builds and operates um, early stage businesses. And we were lucky given the network that we had, you know, we were able to get into names like, you know, Dropbox, Pinterest, um, DigitalOcean, Lyft, ClassPass, Daily Harvest, um, a lot of great opportunities. Um, and we took a lot of those learnings and the access we had from you know, those founding teams. And we started trying to really build um, our own kind of set of proprietary assets to build businesses internally. Um, one of those technologies that we built um, was a partnership marketing platform called Dojo Mojo. Uh, in the very beginning, we used it just to help facilitate kind of how one brand would partner with another brand to try to do some sort of lead generation by collaborating across a similar audience group. Um, soon enough, people were asking us if they could pay us to use this technology we built in-house, and soon enough, we realized, okay, we're on to something here and we should actually make this commercially viable. Uh, and then I took the role as CEO to really scale up that business since starting uh, end of 2016, early 2017. That's awesome. I, I love the, the story of people creating features within a business that they find out is the ultimate business. Like it surpasses. I, I, I've heard that time and time again. And that's great that that's how Dojo Mojo, I didn't know that. That that's yeah, how I heard that story about Slack, and I'm hopeful uh, <laughs> still what the path is for us as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Slack's a great example of that. So, as far as like you, you started the company, and did you start it with a couple, a couple co-founders? And yeah. um, what what were the first initial steps? Did you guys need to raise money, or were you already profitable because it was sort of a a different business model that you had Dojo Mojo within? 
and and how did that work out? Yeah, so when we first started, um, you know, innovation department had made a few early stage investments. So we had founders of other companies that innovation department was backing in house. Um, and we kind of did a little bit of a startup founding um, all-star team, if you will. We took CEOs and CTOs of the other companies, partly with my own team as well, um, and just kind of had them come in and do their part of really scaling this up early stage. Um, we worked together to figure out you know, how to get to product market fit, um, really worked on just kind of putting it out there into the ecosystem and understanding, you know, what kind of customers we're able to access. And we were able to actually fund it internally because we were also tied to innovation department, uh, the investment arm as well. And very quickly, just given, you know, the SaaS subscription model, we were able to kind of minimize burn and start to see this business kind of scale up as we took on more and more clients. Um, just to give you a little bit more detail about Dojo Mojo, you should think of it almost like a LinkedIn for marketers that are looking to connect with each other to run digital campaigns. And when they run those digital campaigns, we provide them with like very simple landing page builders like you see on Squarespace. We provide them with all the tracking links so they can do attribution and analytics. And we now have 8,000 brands strong on the platform. Uh, some clients include The Skim, Condé Nast, Reebok, Hearst, Fossil Group, you know, some pretty notable people out there. And the nice thing is this becomes an alternative to the traditional Facebook and, you know, kind of Google AdWord type paid acquisition channels. And then instead of paying that third party platform premium, you, we just charge a simple subscription fee for you to then access other partners that you can work with. And that like-minded kind of collaboration from brand to brand makes the ROI much more positive because you don't have to pay that platform premium. Yeah, I, I love the collaboration concept of growth through the email sweepstakes and things like that um, that you guys are doing because it is email is king in my mind. And I've had multiple people on the show that talk about email and the importance of it still to this day. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just such a better and more long-term mindset because Facebook changes its algorithm one day, your bottom line takes a hit and it's, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. <laughs> and when you, you, you have to bet diversify out. And I actually had a meeting with like some of the heads of Latote and Dollar Shave Club and a couple of these other uh, directors of marketing and everyone was, was freaked out about Facebook saying like, okay, we're, we're getting great return, but it's just too much exposure sure. to one channel. And, and yeah. that is risk on its own. Um, so yeah, it, I, I think that's a great point. You know, I think we are very, uh, <laughs> our problem was, in the beginning, um, you know, we were constrained by not having raised a huge amount of money. And we also, because of that constraint, had to be creative. And email just made sense to us, right? It became a really great way to acquire leads. We could continue to message and contact those leads. Um, and it's first party data at the end of the day, right? So that's something you can control. Um, yeah, like we basically tried to figure out Instagram and Facebook channels, didn't do so hot. 
then the algorithm changed, then we did even worse. And then we said, all right, let's double down on the things that we know. Email, as you said, is just such an amazing channel if you can figure it out. And most recently, we're actually making a really big bet on SMS as well. You know, it had its moment three, four years ago, but had a lot of kind of consumer backlash. I think now, based on how um, marketing channels are being used, based on millennial usage of mobile texting, it actually is having a lot of success again. And that's something that we're actually building into our Dojo Mojo platform uh, as one of the ways that they can acquire new leads in addition to email. Very cool. SMS. That's interesting. So as far as team, you guys started with a few people. How many people do you guys have now currently? Yeah, um, we are now a total of 34 people here in the office. Um, it's been a really great adventure trying to build up that team. Um, one of the key things that we recognized was, you know, we understood the importance of establishing culture early on, really establishing expectations. Um, and honestly, you know, it wasn't super obvious to me having come from a finance background. You know, Goldman is an incredible place to work, but, you know, at a company of that size, it's harder and harder for them to really invest in building culture. You know, establishing that from an early, you know, outset for us was really important. And, you know, what does that mean, culture, right? A lot of people say different things about what culture means. You know, I simply define it as, you know, what everyone is expected to do when no management is around. And I think the way you're able to establish those things is you really try to focus on creating moments where there's a clear representation or example of the type of behavior that you're trying to promote. For example, every single week, we do a ton of different types of learning opportunities. For example, we have people presenting um, every week on a failure or innovation that they're excited about. It's a quick 10, 15 minute uh, presentation every Monday over breakfast, but it just sets the tone for the week that we really care about learning and learning together in a collaborative environment. We also do something that I love, which is every two months we do a book club and we literally choose like a startup book or an entrepreneurial story. Right now we're reading Grit by Angela Duckworth, which is kind of this whole you know, classic, how do you do better and, and, you know, kind of strengthen your journey through entrepreneurship, right? And I think grit and resilience is such a key part, as you know, in surviving this, uh, you know, amazing journey that we all decide to take. And I think the clear thing for us is like, the more the leadership invests in it and the more that the team is committed to it, you see these behaviors start to become really promising and reinforce themselves and they actually start to compound as well, which is really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just talked to, uh, on the show, uh, Aman, the CEO of Ministry of Supply, and he was talking about the importance of the first few hires because the first few hires very much define culture. Like when, when they're coming on and they're, they're really building the foundation out of how everybody's talking and working together in the office and management's kind of trying to make it work with them and creating this culture and then plugging people into that. So it's like this kind of compounding approach to it. So that's great. Yeah. You guys do these book clubs and all of these creative things to keep it, um, keep it, uh, keep it going and growing. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of different ways to come at it. And I think that, you know, the ways that we've chosen to approach it, you know, have been really beneficial and informative to see the growth as we scale. And, you know, it's hard. You've, you've built businesses and you know how hard it is with every additional employee you add to, you know, kind of maintain 
the expectations and the alignment. And I think now I can proudly say that, you know, it's very, very well immersed across the entire team. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great that you guys have been able to do that because it's, it's probably one of the hardest, if not the hardest thing to do um, when everything's growing rapidly. And that's a good segue into to the traction section. So as far as like where you guys are right now, where you were, let's say, last year, how are you guys doing and, and what do you guys measure? I think a lot sure. of people listening wonder a successful entrepreneur like yourself, what do you set up as far as like key performance indicators for your business and, and how does that work within the company? So how, sure. do, you, how, do, you, how do you do that? Yeah, it's, it's a great question because I think for us, it's not as revenue focused as more, most SaaS companies. We're a network play at the end of the day and with 8,000 brands already having signed up, you know, our long-term goal is to really get as many engaged users using our product as possible. I think the monetization or the revenue opportunities will naturally flow out of a very engaged audience. So we're super focused on engagement. Um, we got the acquisition side down pretty well in that every month we have about 150 organic referrals that are signing up for our free trial. Um, that becomes a really strong positive momentum for us to really start to create you know, more activity within the market, um, within our marketplace. And I think the key thing now is how do we keep those users engaged? How do we offer them more value, driving more features towards them that can create more opportunities? It's a marketing platform at the end of the day, so ROI is always of the utmost performance uh, importance for them. And I think that's you know an area that we're we're very focused on building out. To throw out some metrics, I mean we've you know we're about triple in terms of top line where we were just about 18 months ago. Um, user engagement is up by almost a hundred percent. Um, and we're continuing to scale up from there. You know, another attribute that we focus on is like total number of email leads acquired. Um, I think we're about to break 200 million email leads ever acquired for our customers, um, which is really exciting. That's a, wow. that's a lot of, uh, you know, customer acquisition and dollars for people. Um, and then the last part of what we're doing now is like, we're really focused on making sure that we offer more analytics and insight to our customers. Having generated so many email leads for people, we start to understand which customers are going to have the best types of audiences for these different partnerships. So we're building, we're investing a lot into data science and machine learning to understand the best partner matching possible. They give us all the attribution so that we see the data on the back end and help facilitate the best partnerships going forward. Soon enough, as we get stronger and stronger there, you know, truly we want to get a, to a pure ROI number where we can really, you know, stand behind that. And that's the marketer's dream, right? A channel that's not controlled by, you know, a third party that changes their algorithm day to day. And instead something that they feel like they have a lot of control over something with other like-minded marketers standing behind and also very transparent trust protocols to help make it very effective for them to do their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that you guys keep it open when you're communicating, like as a, as someone who's used Dojo Mojo in the past as sitting in the, the seat wearing the marketer hat, um, you know, communicating directly with other marketers is such a great experience. And there's, you don't feel like you're, 
it feels like you're on Facebook Messenger almost. You're literally just messaging back and forth with them, yeah. which is a really unique experience. Um, and I love the, the freedom that you have on the platform for sure. I think that that's really clever that you've, you guys focus on the experience of users because that's... Yeah, that's awesome. I'm happy to hear you had such a good experience. Yeah, yeah. I love the, the free flow of conversation on any any platform that you guys consider yourself a network play, I think is um, a winning strategy because it's people refer people to things that they love. And I always tell entrepreneurs on my experience and my mentors experiences, you know, make, learn from the people that love your product and make everybody the best that you possibly can to love your product yeah. before you, before you scale up. And it sounds like you guys have done that and email, you know, all the time you guys have emailed me, I've enjoyed the emails, the people that have emailed me, because um, you you guys know the importance of email as communication. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been nice uh, for sure. Thank as you. Far, Thank as far as like technology goes, I think a lot of people listening uh, are always really interested in like how how a, a rapidly growing company like yourself and and a rapidly growing company like yourself <laughs> as uh, as the CEO of a company like that. What do you use? Are you guys using communication software? Are you guys using, uh, what, what different types of tools do you recommend for someone that's just getting started or even someone at your capacity running a company that's SaaS? Uh, what are your favorite tools and what do you guys recommend? Sure. No, I think it's a really good question. And it's interesting, you know, earlier on you mentioned how um, executives and leaders now they use tech to effectively have 10 arms at a time and that truly is what what these tools have allowed us to do right it's it's in, incredible how much more efficient and how much more we can potentially get done so as long as we're disciplined about which tools we use and why um, you know I, I like to mention one tool which we invested in early when the tool was still very early but has grown with us in a meaningful way and that's flow um, flow is a workflow management tool that works really well for business teams. It's not your traditional engineering type Jira or whatever else is out there. Um, but it's really great for business teams that need to align with technical teams because it has attributes for you to move both things, both types of differing work streams along in a very effective way. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just really easy to use. Um, you know, it's, 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 I had the pleasure of speaking to the CEO recently, literally just reached out to him as a fan um, and just hearing the story of how he put it together. And, you know, what's really awesome is the CEO um, is actually the former head of design over at Square. So if you think about oh. Jack Dorsey's culture of how valued Square, uh, design was at Square, you can imagine he took, they took the head of design. He's the CEO now, right? Wow. He built a really cool tool and I highly recommend it to people. Um, you know, the other tools that I think are just really valuable are just making sure that, you know, again, differs for different people. But I think as a CEO, a new tool that I recently came across, particularly when it's starting to gear up for fundraising is Affinity. And Affinity is this really great. I think it's actually uh, built by Joe Lonsdale or founded by him. And I think one of the things that we love about it is that it just is a really effective CRM for when you have the ability, when the need to manage a lot of kind of outbounds, inbounds through fundraising and following up. And it's much lighter than your traditional um, Salesforce type CRMs. But I found this incredibly useful and it's something that you can use for small teams and large. 
That's awesome. Flow and affinity. I'll have to check those yeah. out. That's, that's really cool about flow that, uh, yeah. the head of design. That's fantastic. So what's, um, what's coming for Dojo Mojo before the call, we talked a little bit about some exciting things in the pipeline, but what are you yeah. excited about and, and what's coming? Well, I'm, I'm aiming at that 10,000 brands on the network number. Um, I really want to hit that number, uh, hopefully in the next, let's call it quarter and a half. Um, I think that'll be a big moment for us. Look, it's a network play. And I think that we're constantly trying to figure out more ways to create value on the platform. You know, already have been able to create a lot of value for the skims of the world, the GQs, the Vogue's, you know, all those great brands, but it's really that next layer of up and coming brands that are looking for more capital efficient growth. Um, that simply may not be able to afford the same sort of cost per acquisition on traditional paid channels. Hey, you know what? There's still a home for you and there's still a way for you to be successful. I think that's a key part of what we're trying to offer. I think our mission very much is, is more and more aligned um, with my own personal feeling of just how hard entrepreneurship is. And therefore, we want to solve it. We want to make it better and more likely and more probable for more people to have success. Technology helps in a huge way but also choosing the right tools and having the right strategies is a big piece of it. And I think that's a big effort for us to close the year. And of course we're pushing SMS marketing in a big way as well. I mean, the, the market's huge, right? And there's tons of people that try to do SMS three years ago, but I don't think they did it right. So I think here we are, you know, coming through the woodwork and we're basically going to tell people, Hey, we have a more efficient way to acquire first party data. You can't get that access through other platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Google AdWords are less efficient than ever. So let us come in and be your partner to figure out how to drive that return. And we're going to do it in a, in a smart and effective way to give you the results you're looking for. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm excited to see SMS. I'm definitely going to be one of the people to... <laughs> yeah, we'll get you as a beta to... tester for sure. Yeah, I'd love to test it out because that's exciting. I, I love the idea that it's not, um, it's not who did it for first, it's who did it best and i think exactly. you guys you guys are sitting in a the correct position to do it really well but uh thanks so much for being on the show alex how can people find out more about dojo mojo where do you want them to, to check it out yeah um just dojomojo.com d-o-j-o-m-o-j-o.com come check it out free trials easy to use you know, the fact that Steve has had success means that you guys can have success too. And, you know, I think it's a great place for networking to find new brands and be successful with other audiences that you're looking for. Yeah, definitely. Definitely highly recommend it. Well, thanks so much for sitting down with me today, Alex. Awesome. Thanks so much, Steve. I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Sound Money Podcast with your host, me, Steve McGarry. If you guys want to learn more about all of our previous episodes and our upcoming episodes, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and iTunes and Spotify. We are trying to get the word out there, so feel free to share the Sound Money Podcast as well as like us on iTunes, leave us a review if you feel so compelled to do so, and join us next week on the next episode because we're gonna be talking about some really exciting new technologies on next week's episode, and I want you to think about how these technologies from today's episode could apply to the workplace that you are currently in. 
And that is it. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you next time.